good to be back. We were down south last uh, last week, seeing my nephew Bailey uh, graduate from high school and spending some family time, and what a great experience that was. But it's good to be back. I'm glad it's Family Sunday, uh, so our kids are in here. I'm glad uh, about what I get to report to you this week, and I'm excited. But before I do that, I just want to say thank you to Pastor Joe Savage for uh, preaching last Sunday, and he brought it, didn't he? That was so good. So... We are so fortunate and blessed to have him. He is doing his practicum work here with us this summer. And so he and I are meeting on a weekly basis. And what a blessing that is for me that we get to do that together. And just uh, he's going to be helping us. I know that God is going to bless us through him. I especially loved what he said about the altars. That these are not just for people to, to come and repent and for sinners. These are for church people as we respond to what God wants to do uh, in the Word as we're preaching and, and those kinds of things. So I thought, thank you, Joe. Wonderful way that you said that. I believe that. I, I know that. These are for the church. These are for us. And yes, they are for sinners to repent as well and to become a part of God's church. But they're for us. They're for us in all of our journey. And so never, ever be afraid or ashamed to come to the altar. God does amazing work at the altar. And what a beautiful, beautiful place. Well, if you would, uh, turn with me to um, Ephesians chapter 3. Yes, we're going to talk about what God has done this, uh, this year. So uh, it's kind of a report, so to speak, according to our church manual, I'm supposed to do this. But I just don't want to take up... Uh, preaching time with just a report. Because I believe that everything that has happened this year through the church and the, the ten four goals that we have been called to over these next four years, uh, I believe is founded and rooted in Scripture. And, and I'm excited today for us to hear from Ephesians chapter 3. Now, the book of Ephesians was written while Paul was in jail. If you don't know this, Paul went to Ephesus. And Ephesus was kind of the religious kind of center of the Roman Empire. There was a lot of the Roman deity things there. There were a lot of the Greek deities uh, and temples to them. And Paul came in and he preached and he founded a church in there. And they were, they were doing some amazing work. Later on, because Paul was preaching the gospel, he was put in jail and he wrote back to the church in Ephesus. And he really wanted to talk and he shares in those first three chapters, he really shares the heart of the gospel. That God would call a unified body that looks like Jesus from among the nations. That God started by calling Abraham and made the the Jewish folk who would worship God and be His light. But then through the work and power of Jesus Christ and His life, death, and resurrection, the rest of us who aren't Jews get in on this. And so God's heart through Jesus has been to wrap all peoples, Jew and non-Jew, that includes us, all peoples, red, yellow, black, brown, white, all peoples, rich or poor, to pull them into one body. And we, our passage today, is the prayer that he ends that first passage. And he wants us to hear this before he then moves on. Therefore, and he goes into the rest of Ephesians and he talks about how you can go even deeper in living a life of unity in what Christ has done. Not uniformity, 
unity. That in spite of all the differences, there is something about what Jesus does that can pull all of that together. And he goes on for the rest of the, of the book to do that. But we're going to pause right as he's summing up what God has done in Christ in bringing about this unity, this unified body of all people of different shapes, colors, sizes, and economic prosperity, and pulls them together. And so, Paul writes, I want to read this to you. Now, to Him who is able to do immeasurably more, I like what the New King James Version says here, exceedingly, abundantly far more, than all we could ask or imagine, according to His power that is at work in us. To Him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. That's a good prayer, isn't it? It's a really good prayer. This is the Word of God for the people of God. And our response is, Thanks be to God. Wow. Well, a little over a year ago, on May 6, 2018, we decided as a church to lean into and begin to explore what immeasurably more or exceedingly abundantly far more than all we could ask or imagine meant for Cross Community Church. And we had these ten goals that we felt God was calling us to lean into and to accomplish through His power at work within us. Not because we're just amazing and we have enough gumption and willpower and we're going to do this. No, these were goals that unless God was a part of it, we will not accomplish them. And we decided to see just what God could do. This God who does exceedingly, abundantly far more than we could ever ask or imagine. And we decided, we began this journey together. And so I want us to understand immeasurably more or exceedingly abundantly. It is the Greek word. Joe used a Greek word last week. Yes. Ten years I rubbed off. Just a little bit, right? Just a little hyper ekperisu. I'm not going to have you say that because it's a mouthful. You can kind of mull it over if you want. hyper It's only used three times in the New Testament. And what it means, of course, is that exceedingly, abundantly, far more, immeasurably more. Uh, it means a lot. I mean, we're mind-blown a lot. So I thought I would, I would just give you a small example, okay? There's a gold coin. There's something we always want, right? Gold, okay? There's, there's a gold coin. There's more gold coins, right? There's a lot more gold coins. Then there's hyper-ekperisu gold coins. Exceeding, oh, you can't even see it. Uh, that's that's uh, the Hobbit. You know, you know I had to get the Lord of the Rings in there somehow. Maybe this one's better. There you go. You know, this is hyper-ekperisu. Exceedingly, abundantly, beyond count, just heaped on more and more, more and more and more. And this is what Paul says he is praying God would do to the one who is able to do all of that. Now, of course, Paul is not talking about gold, but talking about God's work of unity and redemption. That God is able to bring more unity than you could ever think or imagine. God is able to redeem more people than this church can hold in one service. Do you believe that? Say amen. 
God is able to do far more, exceedingly abundantly far more than we could ever ask or imagine. But I want to stop there because He doesn't just say part, He's able to do exceedingly abundantly more than part of what we imagine, but how much? All of what we could ask or imagine. So God is able to do this. This is the God that we gather in, in this God's name. This is the God who gave and gave and gave. Even His one and only Son He gave to bring about more unity and more redemption within the church. And He calls us to look into that. Now, I want to look at, at the word ask. The word ask is itumetha. It means ask for, and that's how we've translated it. But there's also something more in there. It can also mean something that we beg for, something that you call for, something that you require, something that you desire, or something that you crave. This is more than just, please pass the salt. This is a heart, deep, felt, cry. What am I craving? What am I requiring? Again, we're not talking about gold. But I think that uh, this, what this means is, again, we're looking for God's purposes. What do we crave within God's purpose of more unity and more redemption? What are we begging for? What are we hoping for? What do we know we need at the core of who we are? It begs the question, because this is Family Sunday, what do we desire at or for Cross Community Church? What are we craving, begging God for, for more unity and more people to be redeemed through knowing Jesus Christ? Well, we've got to move on. We've got to imagine more than we could ask, crave, beg, desire, need at the core of who we are, and imagine. And that's a good translation of no'umen. But it also includes something deeper. Not just imagine, but what we perceive with the mind. What we understand. What we think upon. What we heed. What we ponder. What we consider. Again, around cross-community church. Again, not about things, but, but about God's intentions and purposes. What do we know? What do we think? What are we pondering? What are we heeding? What are we looking forward to? What are we dreaming about? Thinking about? For cross-community church. Are we just desiring and thinking about, well, I hope they sing a hymn this Sunday. I hope those drums aren't too loud this Sunday. I hope that no good rotten so-and-so will show up and get saved this Sunday. Are we here just desiring our own preferences? Or are we here because God was so gracious to us that He redeemed us and made us a part of this unified body? called the church. And we long to see other people come to know the blessing of this God who can do exceedingly abundantly far more than I could crave or desire or ask for or imagine or ponder or conceive of or heed or think about right here in Portage, Michigan. This is a deep prayer, isn't it? Something probably you ought to memorize. So let's look at the 10-4 vision and this year's progress. Because I think you're going to see some of what God has done exceedingly abundantly far more than we could ask or imagine. Because if you remember back to May 6, 2018, when we began to talk about those and I listed one after the other of what we felt God was calling us to do and we were going to strive after through the power of His Spirit. I don't know about you, but I was like, oh my goodness. 
It's out there. We've got 12 months. The clock is ticking. What are we going to do? And yet, we have seen some things. I want you to see that these are the ones that we did a little bit towards, or we participated in, or we made some progress in. On these seven of the ten, mortgage pay down, calling associate pastor, international mission trip, recovery group, ten families from the We Care that we desire to see come and be integrated and become a part of Cross Community Church, community and district projects. We wanted to do at least one every other month, and our visitor ratios, which I'll explain a little little bit more when we get into this. But we worked on these seven and God helped us exceedingly abundantly far more than this pastor thought was possible. Is that all right for a pastor to just be honest and say? These are big things. So I want us to look at our mortgage pay down, okay? This is one that was that's uh, kind of easy to, to focus on right away. Money, we're, we're paying like a little over $5,700 a month towards our mortgage just to have a building. And we've said, we want to see that go down. We want to see $5,700 in a little bit go towards ministry every month, not just a building. And so this year, I'm happy to report that you gave $68,947. That's just our monthly payment of what we paid down on our mortgage. Plus, you gave an extra $11,000 to go strictly towards the principal. So what we have left right now is $114,521.57. That's good. And so if anybody wants to write a check between $1 and $114,521.57, today, we'll just get that done and we'll just knock that out. You'd be okay with that? I'd be okay with that. But I want to say, that is awesome. In the years that I have been your pastor, there have been months where we've been wondering if we would even make that payment. And this year, you leaned in hard, and we not only made the payment, we paid $11,000 extra. That's good news. Yes. Let's move on. Calling an associate pastor. We said we felt like it was time. I felt like it was time. (laughs) The pastor had a little help. And so we decided that we would commit to this. We had saved already $20,000 towards this. Our district superintendent, when he was doing my review, said, what are you waiting for? Get that going. Get on that. And so we decided to try the one of 50 challenge. We said if we had 50 people willing to commit to giving $15 a week, we could add that to that 20 and we could fund some things going forward. Well, once we announced this, we had one individual who gave 10000 right off the bat. Then we had 31 of you sign up for those 50 slots. We still need 19 more. We still need 19 more. It can be more than one person in a family. For Lori and I, we are two of 50. We each give $15 a week towards the adoption of our associate pastor, whoever that may be. I know of one family that all four of them give $15 a week. 
You can do this. We can be involved in this. All you have to do is mark it on an envelope or on your check, one of 50, or associate pastor, however you want to do that, and we can begin to do this. But I am excited because I want you to know that we raised $24,295.44 this year. That's good news. And we're adding that to the 20000 that's already saved. And so that equals $44,295.44. Which means that I'm excited to say to you that we are well into the process of calling an associate pastor. And we may have someone here by the end of 2019, if not sooner. That's good news. That's exceedingly abundantly far more than I could ever ask or imagine 12 months ago. But this is the God we serve. And I believe it is because the Spirit has enabled you to give. Let's go on. International missions trip. I'm so excited about it. This may be the very first of our 10-4 goals that's accomplished. If one of them, if, if nobody writes a check for the mortgage between now and July 17th, we will send an international missions trip of 20 people who said yes to go to Zagreb, Croatia to see what God is doing there. And we want to go and participate in it. We want to go and help. We want to go walk among the refugees and do what we can to help. We want to help with Bible school. We want to help the small churches that are there. We want to paint some rooms. We want to do whatever Jesus asks us to do on that trip. Because He has called us to go. And I'm excited that we might see this in 12 months. Exceedingly, abundantly, far more than I could ask or imagine. What about you? You guys have done amazing. We have raised $45,198.16 for our missions trip. That isn't all just from us, but that's the point, isn't it? You were able to take this opportunity that God has called me to go on an international missions trip to Zagreb, Croatia, and you talked with your family members, and you talked with your colleagues, and your workmates, and your schoolmates, and whoever you could that you were going, and you wanted to be a part of it, and now they are getting wrapped into this great mission of God that has called us in this church to go. And who knows that their giving won't be an avenue for you to say thank you, for you to talk about what God was doing in Zagreb, Croatia, and you might have the opportunity to welcome them into the family of God through the power of Jesus. That's exceedingly abundantly far more than I could ask or imagine. That also means because of that giving, we were able to give more than our 5.5% World Evangelism Fund partnership. All the churches of the Nazarene around, we try to give 5.5% of what everybody gives, whatever we bring in, we try and give that back out to world mission. Did you know that? I hope you know. I think it's a beautiful thing, a part of being a part of our denomination, the Church of the Nazarene. We were able to give more. We were able to exceed that this year, which means that we're a church in excellent standing. Don't you like to be a church in excellent standing? But it also means that extra part that is given doesn't go for what is already established. It goes for new projects. That means new churches, new missionary areas, new places and new countries and new places in the world that we will send missionaries to because we gave extra So there may be churches around the world where people come to know the saving love of Jesus Christ because of Cross Community Church of the Nazarene in Portage, Michigan. That's good news. That's exciting. 
that God would do exceedingly abundantly far more than we could ask or imagine. We also talked about that recovery groups were going to be important. That it was, we wanted to be a haven of health because holiness and healthiness are synonyms. And we wanted to have a place where people could come. And so I want you to know that over this last 12 months, we have offered grief share twice. We've ministered to 22 different people in various stages of grief. And I want to say thank you to Paul, Bob, and Darlene Hammer for their leading that, that mission, that ministry, that recovery group. That's an exciting thing. This past week, we started divorce care. And we've already had 10 people sign up. That's exciting. And so I want to say thank you to Pat Felton and Laura Jennings who are kind of heading that up and, and running with that. And I know when we, when we just were inquiring about the material, somehow people found out and they were already calling. So we know God's in on this. That the divorce is a trauma and people need a place to go and hear the good news that life doesn't end because their relationship ended. And they can get help and get, get support. That's beautiful. I want us to know, and we'll, we'll look at some of that, but I want to just celebrate that. I think that's exciting. Let's look at our 10 We Care families. I want you to know that we have two families that have, that have coming on a regular basis. They haven't joined yet, but they're coming on a regular basis, and it's directly because of our We Care ministry. That's exciting. That is super exciting. And I want to say thank you to Jen Harding and Liz Trainer and any of our teachers who are here. You are our missionaries to help accomplish these tasks. So thank you for what you do. We have two out of our ten. And we have three more years. So we want to be majorly connected to We Care and be involved in that ministry. Community or district projects every other month. I want you to know that we did four out of six. We're working on this, right? We've got four years. To be in the first year and do four out of the six we were asking you to do, that's impressive. That is awesome. We participated in the District Extreme Church Makeover at the Lowell Church. Uh, Several of us did that. The Kalamazoo United Day of Service, where we partnered with Catholic and Protestant churches all around Kalamazoo to do work in the name of Jesus. Our teens went down to Indianapolis and worked among the homeless population. We did all church meals for homeless with partnering with Kalamazoo. Kalamazoo United Methodist Church downtown. That's exciting. That's ministry. We learn our faith by serving others in Jesus' name. That's exciting. That is what we are called to do, and I am so pleased that that happened. Uh, I want you to know, too, that we start over again. All right? And June this week, June 7th and 8th, we're doing Extreme Makeover again this year at Indian Lake Nazarene Camp. And so if you like to paint or hammer or know how to do things or you can just carry stuff from one location to a dumpster, uh, would you come and help and do it? Wear your cross-community shirts and and be down there. That This is a part of our 10-4 goals. This is what we believe God is calling us to do. And let's be involved in that. And finally, I want to talk with you about visitor ratios. This one involved a little math, which if you know me, me and math are not friends. But we said what we wanted, what our goal was, was we wanted to have 180 visitors. And we were praying that God would allow us to retain 15% of those visitors who would come in. That they would find something here and want to stay and be connected. That was our goal. And then the next year, we would take 
that 15% extra and we would add that to our visitor ratio for the next year. And that would be our goal, to have that many visitors. And again, pray that God would allow us to retain 15%. I want to tell you, that one was really hard for me because honestly, can I be honest with you guys? (laughs) We weren't really good at inviting people. (laughs) This is the one that I wrestled with the most. We're, we're wonder, you're wonderful people and we love being together and we're ready to welcome anyone who walks in that door. But the idea of going and giving somebody a card and saying, would you come to church with me? Didn't do that too well. So I am, I am pleased and amazed and shocked a little bit to say that this year, we welcomed actually 240 visitors this year in 12 months. Yes. Exceedingly abundantly far more than your pastor could ever imagine. Now, now you want to know how many did we retain? Are you ready for this? We actually retained 15% of 240. That's 36 new Regular attenders. That's 20% of 180 if we were to just go by our goal. And so this year, I wanna, I wanna, I wanna stand on the God who is able to do exceedingly abundantly far more than this pastor could ever ask or imagine. And since we already met the goal for three years from now, let's just go ahead and bring that forward and let's make that our goal for next year. So next year, we are, we are asking God, and we're asking you to invite 238, and we're going to pray for 15% retention again. I'm sorry, that's wrong. That, our goal three years from now was 238, and so we're going we're gonna to pray that God will send us 274 visitors this year. 274, and pray that God will enable us to retain 15%. You think we can do that? You think God can do that through you? Yes. Good, good, you should. Now, we're coming up to district assembly, which is now called Mission Advance, and our district superintendent is asking us to talk about expansion. What is God going to call us? And when he told me that, and that that I have to write my report in that direction, I'm like, oh, you should have been here the last 12 months. You want to talk about expansion. This church has been resting in and working with the God who does exceedingly abundantly far more than you could ever ask or imagine, Pastor Kevin. And so we're just going to keep leaning in to the 10-4 vision. I've already shown you one way that we're going to, we're going to double down. We're going to try and take uh, 274 visitors this year. And we want God to allow us to minister in such a way to 15% of them that they will stay. Now, 15% is just the base. If God wants to give us exceedingly abundantly and give us 50% of those, amen, we'll take them, Right? That, that's why we have one of our 10-4 visions that we haven't talked about. One of our goals was to start a second service. If God gives us 50% of 274, we're going to have to have another service because they won't all fit in here. All right? But there's plenty more hours on the Sunday and Saturday and Friday through Monday, too. So we can do this. So I want us to know, though, that what, what I feel God has laid upon my heart is about discipleship. And that means what we have to ask the question of ourselves, what is a disciple? Well, I want you to know that a disciple is someone who loves God like Jesus. 
know, when Jesus was here, he spent a lot of time in prayer. He spent a lot of time in worship. He spent a lot of time being obedient, right? I mean, Paul even writes that he was obedient even to the point of death, even death on a cross. And so if we are called to be a disciple, that means you and I are called to love God like Jesus showed us. Through worship. That means, like Joe said last week, you have to be here. Like on a regular basis, this needs to take some precedence and priority in your weekend. It's important for us to be together in a worshiping community because you cannot be a disciple of Jesus and not be a part of a worshiping community. That's truth. We have to spend some time in prayer. We have prayer every Sunday morning at 8.30 and everything needs to be founded upon prayer. And we invite you to come. That means listening. That's not just speaking at God, but that's taking some time to listen to what God is saying to you and then to be obedience. The word Shema, which means hear in Hebrew, which is the the foundation of Jewish prayer life. It it does mean hear, O Israel, but it, it also implies obedience. That you hear and you show you have heard by obeying what God is asking you to do. And if we're going to be a disciple, we have to do that. The other thing a disciple is, is someone who loves others like Jesus. And so all through these next 12 months, we're going to be working and looking at how we love others like Jesus. We do some of that by living life together. That we actually like each other. We invite one another into our homes. We hang out at parks together. We go and play golf together. We study the Bible together. We, we do things together out in the community. And when people ask us, how do you know each other? You say, because we're disciples of Jesus and we go to cross-community church of the Nazarene. And then we do it through showing forgiveness. Not just to those who feel like they've earned it or have said sorry, but we show forgiveness like Jesus showed forgiveness. And that's a pretty radical example when someone is literally nailing nails through your wrist and you are praying to God to forgive them because they don't know what they're doing. That's a high bar. We can only do that if His Spirit is in us. And then through sacrificial giving. You've been giving and giving. But we do that as disciples because we're Jesus. And then a disciple is someone who shows people the ways of Jesus. Through teaching, through serving, and through loving and sacrificing. This is more than just Sunday school. Don't get me wrong, Sunday school has its place. But in our church and in our manual, it says Sunday school and discipleship ministries. So there is Sunday school where we're edifying one another, being together, learning something about God. But a disciple is someone who longs to be so like Jesus that we just want to go deeper and deeper in understanding, in knowledge, in living it out, in forgiveness, in love, in compassion, in worship, and in prayer. And so I want you to know that the stewards and I this year, that board that helps me with things along these lines, we will be working on implementing a simple next step strategies for adults who are new to faith in Jesus. And there are a lot of adults out there nowadays who don't know even the basic Bible stories. So we have to start from the assumption that people know zero. And we've got to find a way for them to take those steps towards Jesus. And I'm trusting in a God who can do exceedingly abundantly far more than I could ask or imagine. Are you ready for that? I I felt this so impressed on me at my retreat that I just believed it was time for us to, to look at a new theme. 
that when people say, what's cross community all about? I know we've, we've said we want to help people experience all of God and all of life and in all people. And that's still true. But I think what we really need to focus on or double down on or hold on to with all of our might is that we are a church of disciples of Jesus who are making disciples of Jesus. And so I want you to get that in your mind. It's pretty simple, isn't it? We're disciples of Jesus who are making disciples of Jesus. That's what we want to be about. That's our main focus. That's our goal. All through all the things we're doing, through all the 10-4 vision, through all the things that we will participate in, with God's help and God's strength, we will be disciples of Jesus who are making disciples of Jesus. I believe this so strongly that I want you to know that I believe we cannot call ourselves disciples of Jesus unless we are making disciples of Jesus. Can I say that again? You might want to take out your phone and take a picture of the slide. You might want to write it down, however it gets in your brain, that we cannot call ourselves disciples of Jesus unless we are making disciples of Jesus. And if you think I'm being hard, I want you to read this. All authority has been given to me, therefore go and make nice people of all nations. No. Let's try again. All authority has been given to me. Therefore, go and make church attenders of all nations. Getting closer, but no. All authority has been given to me. Therefore, go and make church members of all nations. Nope, but that would be nice. All authority has been given to me. Therefore, go and make what? Disciples of all nations. This was at the beginning, the first thing Jesus said was go and make disciples. He also said baptize them, which means that we're going to trust more, that we're going to have more baptisms this year than we've had ever in our history. I want to start by saying we're going to have at least four baptismal services this year. Okay? One a quarter. That's a good starting point. Let's do that. That means that we're going to be inviting. That means we're going to be talking about discipleship. And one of the first things we're going to say, if you want to be a disciple of Jesus, baptism is where you start. Come on. Come on. If you've been around this church for decades and decades and you've never been baptized, I'm sorry, you're not a disciple of Jesus. His first command was to make a disciple and to start it with baptism. If you want to be a a disciple, you need to be baptized. And we're going to do more of that here. All right? We may need to just move the drum set permanently. I don't know. All right. We also had a goal of 2019, uh, permanent second service. If we're going to grow because the God who does exceedingly abundantly far more than we could ask or imagine is going to help us, then we're going to have to start at least thinking about what happens when it gets too crowded in here. And believe it or not, I don't know if you know this, but because we have pews and because we're Americans and we like our elbow room, we're almost full right now. Because if you get to 65% capacity, statistics will tell you that attendance starts to drop off because there's not enough elbow room. So we're going to have to start thinking about this pretty quickly. Also, we need more We Care involvement. I want you to take out your calendar, however you get your calendar out. I want you to mark that you are going to do everything humanly possible to be here on Sunday, August 18th, 2019. We are, our We Care scamp time, our summer kids, they do a musical every summer. I bet you didn't know that, because none of you have been here. Probably because you got, you've been in it, haven't you? He's been here. That's right. So you need to come and join him. 
because we decided this is a beautiful thing and it should happen on Sunday and our people should see it and you should see all the parents that come to see their kids and you should be here to welcome them and say we're so glad you're here and you belong here and we want you here and there's a place for you here and your kid could have those same experiences in our children's church and our children's ministry and we want you to be a part of it. I need you to be here. With bells on, smiles taped to your face if you need it. To welcome them and say, we value you. This is why we have a daycare ministry. And I believe that with all my heart. So don't let anything keep you from being here Sunday, August 18th. You'll be surprised. Be here Recovery groups, we have two that are going, but we really need to launch Celebrate Recovery, which deals with substances, attitudes, all kinds of things, and we are praying that God will send us a leader who's willing to make the investment and the involvement to get this started. So you be praying about that. We have a lot of people addicted to a lot of things, and we want them to know that there's only freedom in Jesus. So we want them to be here, okay? Uh, we also need to begin dreaming and planning for a new satellite campus. We said we would be well in the process by four years, all right? Well in the process. We've prayed about it for a year. Now it's time to begin dreaming and doing a little more planning so that we will be well in the process a few years from now. I, I just wanted to share this with you. Did you know that October 2024 Cross Community Church will turn 100 years old? Wouldn't it be awesome to give an incredible birthday present by launching a satellite campus and starting another church out of our hundredth year? You know that this church has already planted about seven churches around southwest Michigan. It's in our DNA. We've just forgotten We've forgotten, most importantly, the God who is able to do exceedingly abundantly far more than we could ask or imagine. And I believe that will be an exciting, exciting moment. That's going to be great. This may seem a lot, but our God is able, say it with me, to do immeasurably more than all we can ask or imagine. Say it, our God is able to do immeasurably more than all we can ask or imagine. And this is the key. Through His power. It is through His power, not through yours. Not through mine. It's through His power. But, mind-blowing, that power is at work in you and in us. And this God is going to call us to participate in His exceedingly, abundantly, far more than we could ever ask or imagine. Are you ready for the next 12 months? I know I'm excited. I belong here. I bought a home in this community. I belong here. You belong here. But I want you to know that they belong here. And that means then that all of us together, we belong here. You have to keep saying it. You have to keep announcing it. You have to, dare I say, keep preaching it. 
that I belong here because of what God has done. And you belong here because of what God has done. And they belong here because of what God has done. And we belong here together as a church because of our God who does exceedingly, abundantly, far more than we could ever ask or imagine when it comes to unity and redemption. And it's all found in Jesus' name. Are you ready? I'm ready. Keep announcing. Respectfully and humbly submitted... Pastor Jeff. I'll clap for you guys. We did this together. Together. Well, thank you. We did this together through our God. Well, would you just stand, keep standing? Just keep standing. I'm just going to dismiss us with this prayer. And we're going to let our bikers go on out. If you are interested in CMA, see one of them with a vest on. They'll be able to point you to the right person so you can know more about it. We want to bless our bikes. We're glad that they were here today. But I want to send you out with incredible blessing. In fact, I just want to send you out by blessing you with the scripture that we have been interacting with today. Now, to Him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we could ask or imagine, according to His power that is at work within us, mind blown, to Him be glory in the church, in this church, in cross-community church, and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. Hallelujah. Go in peace. Go and proclaim, I belong, you belong, they belong, we belong. Go in God's peace. Amen.